Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful day God has given to us. I'm happy to have you again on the program. His word is another day. God is good. Today we are talking about depression. Life can be tough sometimes. And that sadness doesn't last for five minutes, but takes some time. Life situation put us into depression. Loss of a life, of a loved one, loss of a job, whatever situation you go in through, persecution, and you feel very, very low. What can you do? What is the Bible position on this? What did Jesus Christ said about it? Gladly, Jesus Christ knew about this, and he told his disciples, and he gave them a solution. And that solution is with you. Is with you. Just engage that solution. Watch the program and learn the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ and how he deals with depression in our lives. The Holy Spirit is the one who comforts us. We'll talk about the Holy Spirit. One of the definitions of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is today or to us as the Christians of today. We shall read the Bible in the book of John chapter 14, verse 14. John chapter 14, verse 14, that's where we're going to read the word today. And I will read. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples. He's saying, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, and he shall be with you forever. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may be with you forever. Nothing heals a human being than knowing that there is someone who is close to that person. We are made as human beings just to always have that someone next to us, to speak to us, that person that can relate to whatever we are going through. That is how we are made as human beings. That's why we need friends. We need a community that we can relate to. That's why we need family. That's why we need church. That's why we need all the things that associate us with human beings. We are just made never to be independent. So God knows a human being how he is. Now, we have been disappointed by quite a number of people that if you share whatever you are sharing with the person, sharing your sorrows, sharing whatever difficulty you are going through, you find that the person takes advantage of that and abuses that information for whatever reason they want to do. Some of our situations in life have created what is referred to as depression. I'll define depression. We have heard of depression. This is where people sometimes, through because of depression, people are admitted in hospitals. Some, they even die. God knows how he made human beings. So you can know there are different ways they define a human being. But let me define depression. Psychologists have given a depression. The World Health Organization has given its, depression, its, its definition, the NHS. There are many different, different definitions for depression. But what I can draw from all the definitions is that there is a change in that person's life. The sadness or feeling down by that particular person 
that is there. It is not something that just takes a short space of time, maybe five minutes, but it lasts for weeks, it lasts for months, and it takes some time, maybe even a year or even years. That is depression. They say that if extended, it can lead to a loss of appetite. It can lead, it can lead to actually even weight loss. It can lead to quite a number of things, sometimes even human uh, uh, or suicide, because it is uh, very dangerous. Further, I made a research on to finding how does it actually work. Is there a, a way to treat it from hospital? Well, there is no definite answer. There's no medication they suggested. Maybe there are some tablets that they, they know that I couldn't maybe find information about. But what I find that this is something that is psychological, that's something that is in the mind. It is not easy to treat. Doctors, they do have some remedies, but a person also has to take uh, some, some, some methods or some strides to make sure it's gone. Now, we further come now to if it's difficult to treat it, or to, to medically treat it, what is this depression? If we look further in the creation of the human body, it is differentiated, no, or it is in three. It depends on which theory you use. Some they use the trichotomy, uh, the dichotomy, some use the trichotomy. If you're talking of the trichotomy, you're talking that the person, there's the body that you see, and then there's the spirit, and also there's the soul. If you're talking of the dichotomy, you're talking that there's the spirit, and also there is the body. But I want to emphasize on the spirit or the soul of the person that we cannot see. That is where depression gets into because you cannot see any wound in the person that he is hurting of whatever he or she is going through. If somebody treats that person badly, you cannot see a wound that something has cut through his heart or his life, but the person feels the pain. Have you ever had the pain of being mistreated? It is a pain that is in you, deep down in you. You feel, I feel pain, but I cannot see the pain. It is there. Where is the pain? It is in the spirit. It is in the soul. This is where the spirit of, that is where the human being is, is the other person that is in you. The you, the real you that is feeling the pain. When someone passes on, you feel the pain. When a loved one passes on, you feel the pain. When they mistreat you, you feel the pain. And when things don't go your way, you feel your pain. It is not something that is visible. In the verse that we read on, is Jesus Christ talking to the disciples. He's saying, I will pray that the Father, meaning God, that he shall give you another comforter. Another comforter. If we look straight at the meaning of the word a comforter, it means actually it is, different, it is explained in different ways. One of them is that it's an advocate. It is also a defender. It's also a helper. It's also a strengthener. That is what the Holy Spirit is. He strengthens us. He helps us. He defends us. And he's also our advocate. And the other thing is that he is our comforter. Now, Jesus Christ is then saying to, uh, to the disciples, which is actually us because we are his disciples, God is going to send another comforter. 
another. I want us to note that he's talking of another. It means, because if you're saying something, there is another thing, it means there's something that previously existed or there's something that exists. So if you bring another thing, you are bringing it because you want it to help whatever is there or whatever was in existence has come to an end. This one is taking over. So Jesus Christ is saying the Father is going to send another comforter. It means there is a, an already existing uh, a comforter. Amen. So the other, the, what we re read here is that Jesus Christ, it means if he's saying God is going to say an send another comforter, it means he himself is a comforter and another comforter is going to be sent. So I want us to look at the things. If Jesus Christ now says he's the comforter and he's sending a comforter who is going to come when he's going, because in the speech, if you read the book of John 14, 15, and 16, it's Jesus Christ is talking about the Holy Spirit and him going to the Father, him going to heaven, and he says he's not going to leave us as orphans, but he's going to leave us with the comforter whom we are reading about today. So this comforter God has left or has brought in us in, as, as Christians. Now Jesus as the physical, because he's saying he's bringing another one, so he is the comforter. Let's look at Jesus as the comforter, the physical Jesus as the comforter. One, he comforts in times of distress, that is physical, social, and spiritual pain. If you read the book of John chapter 14, where we just read the verse that we are talking about, we see Jesus Christ talking to the disciples. He's telling them that he's going to the Father, and where he's going, they cannot be. He actually tells Peter that he cannot be there in, a, in where he's going. At least for a while, he will join him later. Meaning, if as he goes to the cross, he's going to die. But Peter was going to die later and join him. He's not going to be with him exactly with him exactly that time. Because Peter actually said to Jesus Christ, I want to go with you. And Jesus Christ's response was, you cannot be with me in the short time. You will follow me later. So in this uh, conversation with the disciples in verse 14, 15, and 16 of John, chapter 14, 15, and 16, it's a sad situation because the disciples had been with Jesus Christ for more than three years. So he was part of their lives, and he's telling them now, I am going away. That, that, that was pain to them. If you lose someone who have been, if someone you have lived together, even just adversity, you've been together, and then someone, uh, you come to the end of the course you are doing, even if a five-day workshop, at the end, when you are supposed to go to a different places, you feel the pain. So as Jesus Christ was now going to, was leaving them, they felt the pain. They felt the pain that the Lord Jesus Christ was going away. So he had to comfort them. Part of the verse that we read is Jesus Christ comforting them in the physical, that is telling them that where the Father is going to give them another comforter. If we go further now, we go to the loss of a loved one. How did Jesus Christ comfort the people that had lost their loved one? If you read John chapter 11 verse 17 uh, to 44, you get the story of Lazarus who was dead. There was Martha and Mary who were there, who were sisters to Lazarus, but Lazarus was dead. What we see there, we see Jesus Christ 
when he had been told about this, he delays his coming. And when he comes, he, when, and when he goes there, it takes some time. He goes there later. When he goes to where Lazarus was, he goes when he had been buried. But when you read the whole story, you feel or you, under, you get to understand that Jesus Christ also felt the pain. The Bible says Jesus wept. When you say Jesus wept, in other words, he also failed the pain of losing Lazarus. So Jesus Christ also felt the pain. But he also had to comfort Mary and Martha, who actually said, if you had been here, Lord, our brother wouldn't be dead. He would have been alive. So they believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. But what we see, Jesus' presence in that situation was a way of comforting them. He is their comforter in the times of, lo of losing their loved ones. Even in your life, in the times where you have lost your loved ones, God still remains your comforter. Jesus Christ is the comforter. He comforts you even in situations of losing a loved one. Several people were raised by the Lord Jesus Christ whilst on this earth in the earthly body where he was limited by the body, though he was limitless as God. Jesus Christ also comforted the sick, the sick people. We know of the man who was blind, the blind beggar in Luke, in Luke chapter 18, verse 35 to 42. When he had Jesus passing by, he said, Lord, have mercy. So said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He cried out to Jesus Christ. Jesus gave him attention. He listened to this man and he was able to pray for him and he received his sight. Jesus Christ being a comforter in the physical. We also learn of Jesus Christ healing that woman who had the issue of blood in Luke 8, verse 43 to 48. Several people were healed by the Lord Jesus Christ, giving them comfort in their situations. He was practically available to comfort the sick. He was also practically available to comfort those who had lost their loved ones. The other thing, Jesus Christ comforted people who had lost their business. Their businesses were down. Luke 5, verse 5 to 11, we find the story of, fish, of fishermen who had toiled their whole, the whole night. These were people who were engaged in business. They were trying to do whatever they were supposed to do as kind of business. And this business was not working. They were washing their nets when Jesus Christ came and he took Simon's, Peter, Simon's boat and he stood there. And then he told them to launch into the deep. The Bible says... When he said this, Simon said, at your word, Lord, we will do it. He did that just because he believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Otherwise, the way he's speaking, who would have done it? He was just respecting Jesus Christ. This was out of respect. And things changed in his life. So Jesus Christ came in their desperate situation, in a situation where they were hopeless in their business that it had not worked. When things have not worked in your business, Jesus Christ is there to comfort you. He was physically present and he comforted uh, Peter, uh, Simon, and uh, the other fishermen. Jesus Christ also comforts the rejected or the betrayed. 
Now, he's talking to his disciples that uh, when he, to the multitude, he's speaking in Matthew chapter 5, verse 10 to 12. He said, blessed are those who persecute you because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So in other words, Jesus Christ is talking about persecutions to the Christians. They were going to suffer persecutions as the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we're talking of, of a persecution, it is where actually you are mistreated, maybe let's use that word, or you are actually even killed for preaching the gospel. You are put under a harsh condition or people attack you for preaching the gospel. So Jesus Christ told the disciples that you will be attacked for my name's sake. People will attack you as you preach the gospel, as you preach the good news, as you talk to people, they are going to attack you. But you have to go on in my word. So he says to them, you are blessed when you are persecuted for righteousness. You are doing the right thing, preaching the word of God, or actually even at work, you remain a person who is faithful. Wherever you are, you are faithful, but you are persecuted for being the righteous person. Jesus Christ gives the words of comfort to those people that you are blessed. Now, there's another interesting story in the book of Acts 7, verse 55, where we see now what Jesus Christ is talking about in the, in the verse that we read. He's talking about uh, him being a comforter. We see the physical comforter, and now we're, talking that we're seeing the other comforter. We, really, we read about Stephen, who was persecuted. Acts 7 verse 55 says, But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of the Lord and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He's seeing Jesus now, the physical, physical comforter who was on earth in life, but he's now in heaven. But he's also comforted by the Holy Spirit who is in him because he is the son of he's a Christian. These are people that had received the, the Holy Spirit, if you read the early books of Acts. So Stephen had received the Holy Spirit. Remember, they, one of their qualities for being people, part of the people who were involved in that ministry was that these were to be men full of the Holy Spirit. We also read in John chapter 15, verse 8 to, 5, to 25, I'm sorry, the, Jesus tells the disciples that the world would hate them. Verse 19 says, if you belonged to the world, it would love you as, it as its own, as it is. You do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. For your Christianity, the world will hate you. Jesus Christ comforted his disciples. So we are comfortable, I'm sorry, we are comforted by the word of God. Also, Jesus Christ comforted the people in the times of need. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. Jesus Christ 
talks now we get the, the the word comfort in the times of need where people they are in trouble today we live in a world where things are expensive we're talking of inflation we're talking of the loss of jobs you're talking of all the change in the global economic environment that is making life tough especially for those who are not earning a reasonable salary and those who are unemployed and the poor things are getting bad and bad and bad each and every day and it's getting worse but jesus christ comes and talks words of comfort he says look at the birds of the air they do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them and you are much more valuable than them jesus christ is giving them assurance that the father in heaven god himself will provide food just as he does to the birds of the air. As they are more important than the birds of the air, Jesus Christ, God himself, is going to provide. He's giving them comfort on the physical. He's comforting them. These are words that give us hope and comfort us. He will supply exactly what you need. You will have food in your table. He also talks of clothes. Because of inflation, we don't maybe dress the way we want to. He says in verse 30 of Matthew 6, If that is how God clothes the fields, the fields grass, which is here today and tomorrow is gone and is thrown into the fire, he will, how much, sorry, how much more will he clothe you? So Jesus Christ is saying he is going to send another helper. These are situations he has helped. He also helps in relationships. That woman uh, who came, who met Jesus Christ at the well. Jesus Christ understood that she had a problem in relationships. She gave them comfort by saying, "I will give you water. I will give you water that will make you never to thirst." In other words, Jesus Christ assured her of real love that he was going to give him as the Son of God. Jesus Christ is bringing comfort on even relationships, regardless of the lady, uh, the, the lady being abused by men who had actually come to her that they love her, they want to make a, a fortune with her or whatever, those glorious things they say when promising uh, to be in a relationship. She was in a situation where she had been abused. Emotionally, she was hurting. She may have been in depression. Maybe the reason she was in multiple relationships, it was uh, because of depression. But Jesus Christ comes and gives hope. So our Jesus Christ was a physical, on the physical, in the body, he was a comforter. Now when he says, I will pray the Father that he will bring another comforter. Now he's talking about the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will do all what he has done because it is another. He's not going, he's not, the Holy Spirit did not come to establish something new. But it was there, or it is here, or he is here, the Holy Spirit, to do what Jesus Christ did. As I've counted all the things, the Holy Spirit will or does engage in our relationships. When we have been abused and we feel depressed, Jesus Christ gets into our relationships and he comforts us. In the times of need, as Jesus Christ gave us these words that reminds us of the Father providing food and the Father clothing us, regardless of the bad or difficult economic situations that we experience today, Jesus Christ gives us hope. 
through the Holy Spirit who is in us. He's comforting us in that life situation of being broke. No money in your account. No money in your e-wallet. When I'm talking about the e-wallet, your mobile money, your phone money, or whatever. You have no money. But Jesus Christ, he's there through the Holy Spirit to comfort you. This is another helper. He's doing exactly what Jesus Christ in the situation where you feel you have to, you don't have any clothes and, and no, no money. He says, I will bring you, I'll give you uh, money or I'll give you food. In the times where you've lost your loved one, we learned about, I said earlier about Lazarus, whom they loved, whom they loved. His sisters, Martha and Mary, and even Jesus himself loved him. But when he died, they cried. What we note is that if the Holy Spirit comes as another helper, he is the one who will comfort you in the times of sorrow. He's the one who's going to comfort you in the times of the loss of your loved ones. The first person you can cry to in a time where you have lost a loved one is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is there all the time and he will address your situation and he will bring comfort. When you feel that pain, I remember I talked about the pain that you cannot see that is cutting down deep down in your heart. The people are scandalizing your name or they are saying bad things, they are persecuting you. You feel the pain in your heart. Just like Jesus Christ did and came to those people who had broken. The Holy Spirit is there. He's not going to come, but he's just there. If you are the son of God. When your business is down and you feel everything is not going right. You are hurting. Things aren't working. The comforter that Jesus Christ said will come. That God sent early in the book of, of, of Acts. He came and he will be in you to comfort you in those times. So as we go through life situations that are hard. Life situations that are, are very sad and very painful. Whilst it is good to communicate to people, there is a person you can communicate to, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is available to you through the Holy Spirit. He is in you because we receive the Holy Spirit immediately. We accept the Lord Jesus Christ. You are depressed. That depression, that sadness that is taking, that is eating you has stayed in you for a long time. It's persistent and you are not eating. You feel rejected. You feel abandoned. You feel nobody cares. And you're actually even afraid to communicate to people your problems. I'm here to say there is someone you can communicate to and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Communicate to him and his spirit whom he has said, I will send you another comforter. Although he's not physically there here on earth, the spirit is, is here. The Spirit is here and He is going to bring the comfort. There is no comfort that surpasses the comfort that comes through the Lord Jesus Christ or through that comes through the Holy Spirit. He knew a person. That's why He said He will send another comforter who will be with you forever. He is in you and He understands all you're going through. And actually, when you pray, you just communicate to him. It is ideal, and I would recommend and I would advise that you communicate to the Holy Spirit each and every time. God, they have done this painful thing to me. God, they have done this sad thing in my life. God, I'm sick. 
God, I've lost a loved one. God, they are mistreating you at work. God, they are doing this to me. The Holy Spirit understands that and he is there to comfort you. The Holy Spirit is not only for tongues and is not only for what we think he is because sometimes he is presented as someone who has to change the mood in the church and make it tense such that those who are sick and demons, he does that, but the Holy Spirit further comforts you. I just wanted to talk to you about the Holy Spirit as your comfort, regardless of your age. You may be a baby. There are little things that, 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 that crash your little spirit. Maybe your friends, they abuse you at school. They mistreat you. They bully you. You talk to God and God help you. You might be an adult, maybe a, a young person who wants to enter into marriage. Relationships are actually bad. Things are not going the way you want or you're the way you wish they would. People are emotionally hurting you. They are emotionally mistreating you or abusing you and you feel hurt in your spirit we can see your beautiful face your handsome body your ever you are a good person who is healthy has the money but inside you are hurting nobody understands that better than the holy spirit whom jesus christ sent to all the people who believe in him so as we come to a close do you have a relationship with this lord jesus christ because the Holy Spirit comes only and only if you have the whole you have the Son as the Lord and Savior of your life. You need a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He cannot come and bulldoze in your situation. Yes, God intervenes in our life sometimes, even without us involving him, but he intervenes better and you understand it better if you have that relationship in your life. Well, 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 that's all we have today. Thank you for watching the program. I believe God has ministered to you through His Word and your life has changed. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. Regardless of the situation you're going through, He is there to comfort you. Have a relationship with Him. Open up to Him. Relate with the Holy Spirit. Trust Him and leave everything. Cast your anxiety to Him and He will 